Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So welcome, everybody, to episode five of the Premier League Cricket Show. Can't believe I'm saying it's episode five. We're only three weeks in, but we've been moving pretty quickly. Um, I'm with you again. How are you doing, Hugh? How are we doing? We've been, had some really interesting guys on so far, haven't we? What's been your highlight so far with the four episodes we've had? Uh, I, I mean, it's difficult to pluck single highlights out, but it's just talking to people with great knowledge about the different leagues, clubs, different parts of the country, that kind of thing. So, yeah, just just having a bit of fun with them and and finding out good insights. We've had some good off-the-record chats as well that we can't always report, but um, it all adds to the to the picture that we uh, we like to bring together. Yeah, I think that that's key, those Chats we might have before we start recording afterwards are really insightful as to things in and around those leagues around the country. And you know, what's really apparent to me in particular, when we, we've talked about the Liverpool comp with Tom Evans, we've talked about the home counties with Andy Rishton. Congratulations, by the way, to Andy. He got married last weekend. So that there's mm-hmm. uh, our first wedding of the Premier League cricket show. Um, good, of, good of him to do it in the winter as well. You know, we're making sure that keeping his priorities. He did say his fiance was great. So proven there. Um, yeah. And then down to South Wales. So we've got Liverpool, home counties and South Wales. The one thing that stood out for me is they're so different, those three leagues, aren't they? They're all ECB Premier Leagues, but they're so different. Well, you've got different rules, different regs, different pitches, different sort of groups of players overseas in some leagues, no overseas in other leagues. So, yeah, I was surprised by the lack of overseas in the South Wales yeah. uh, comp. That's that an interesting one and obviously something that Brad's, Brad's pushing for. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, it, you kind of think, it's sort of a, a must-have in for a Premier League side. So it's interesting that that's not allowed and, and whether that will come in. Uh, I don't think it was coming in this year, but it no. seemed they seemed hopeful that maybe it will come in, in the next, next couple yeah, of seasons. Yeah, it'd be interesting to do a, a almost a, a survey to find out for which league has each individual rule around that way. And it's everyone's difference, whether it's a, a got to be a paid pro or a an amateur overseas in some leagues as well. There's all kinds of variations. And we've got another one coming up now. We're going to be talking to Ben Boda shortly uh, from Grappadol Cricket Club in, in Cheshire. Again, interesting the way they operate compared to others, but he, he's, he has his own say what he thinks he'd like as well, doesn't he? Yeah, Ben's a really good. It's a really good chat. Spent a bit of uh, summer chat with Ben as well, so it's it's um, quite a friendly wander through the Cheshire Prem. And he he refused to speak to us till the season was done, so that he wouldn't curse anything. Uh, and it was it proved to be exceptionally tight 
finish yeah. to that league. So that's, it was a really good chat, and uh, he he can relax for a few more few more weeks, and then the, I'm sure the post Christmas panic will set in for him and all the other clubs as they as they all of a sudden a few days pass, but actually the season seems much much closer once Christmas is. Uh, has been and gone. Definitely. And obviously our, our most recent episode before this one was our first one with our friends at the NCCA. Richard gave us a really good insight into what's going on there. And you know, he's doing a fantastic job, I think, in bringing those 20 counties, publicity-wise, bringing them far more to the fore than they ever have been. But there's still a long way to go, isn't there? Yeah. You know, another really fascinating chat. I mean, Richard was, was fantastic. And he's got such a big job on his hands. Mm. Um, and it's such a small staff um minuscule really to to do that job but he seemed to have the energy and the drive to do it um and hopefully just expand the reach of the NCCA expand the you know the publicity just get more people viewing it involved in it um yeah it's just it's going to be interesting to watch the NCCA through the summer and may and next year as well and how it sort of becomes more visible i think in our mm. in our sort of cricket ecosystem um in yes. a similar way that you know you've got the european cricket comes coming in on a regular basis people start to be aware of all that just using the social media and other media channels to to expand its reach so mm. i'm i'm thinking it'll be you know if we look in two three years time the nwca will be a much much bigger thing than it is now you hit the nail on the head with the european cricket you know this pod's going out now in the week that the europe the england women's 11 are playing in the european championships looking very strong um the ladies are looking very strong led by chiara green of sussex but they they've got a they've got a an old foe, shall we call it, in European cricket against the Netherlands. Uh, that looks to be the tough one. Uh, they, they beat them yesterday in their first game in the group, but they've got another game to come. I think it's Thursday, then finals day on Friday. But anyone who's listening to this now, you can tune in on YouTube on the European Cricket Channel and you can watch the England women for free. And there's some incredibly talented uh, women from across the whole country there. And it's been pointed out by the commentators, interestingly, a number of times. The first time this group of ladies have ever played together is the first time they've ever all met together as well. So mm. to gel that quickly, to be able to let, that, that's a really tough job for anyone. But Richard's out there and hopefully we'll get to chat with him later on this week. Looking after Christmas ourselves, Hugh, we've got mm. some interesting leagues that we've already got in the bag to put out there as well. So we're going to be talking Essex Premier League coming up. Gavin Griffiths was brilliant there. I think we enjoyed Ollie Freckingham in the Leicester League, didn't we? Yeah, it was a good good chat as well. Yeah, there's, there's a lot come out of that. And that's a you know a very interesting league. It's quite close to where I, I grew up, so I know a few of the um, the names and things around there as well. And lots of sort of Leicester players playing in that league. It's a very very pro heavy league, which is really mm. nice, really high standard. So that that was good. And I'm also looking at you know what what's going to be happening post Christmas transfers, those kind of things, uh, team plans, preparation. It'd be nice nice jumping back in with a few of the people we chat to and, and what their plans are and how they get ready for the season, and uh, just get nick a few nick a few ideas and share them about with everybody. Yeah, it's interesting how we can see on socials various clubs getting themselves stuck into indoor training now and one or two are doing a bit of strength and conditioning and starting to build up. And clearly the Premier Leagues are trying to mirror, uh, is the easiest way of putting it, something that the counties would do. You know, I look at Sawley Cricket Club in Derbyshire who have been doing S&C work and a bit of indoor nets for almost six weeks now. So they've been really at it, ready to get into that full, get ready for the Premier. Uh, mm. I've seen Bath have been doing it and our friend Rob Mags down there has been doing it. They've been indoors. I think once we get to January, it'll be non-stop all that indoor work getting ready for for the season. Yeah, I'm also going to do a a poll on a Twitter account slash Instagram account activity versus league position. I think because my, my sort of hunch is that these teams with these proactive Twitter accounts, these proactive Instagram accounts, are also the proactive cricket clubs that yeah. are preparing for the season and thinking ahead and all those kind of things. So it'd be yeah, it's an interesting 
Interesting correlation there, but I'd be very surprised if the two aren't aren't tightly matched. Yeah, I agree. And I think we'll find in January, we will probably sort of wrap up any of the little reviews that we've done of the previous season. And we're going to sort of start moving towards 2024 season then, aren't we? Getting ready for it. Uh, We will be covering the European Champions League as well when our friends at Wimbledon and Hornchurch go out there. I am told that there is a significant number of Hornchurch fans going out there with them as well. And it sounds like that, I think it's week commencing the 26th of Feb out in Cartima. It's going to be a bit of an English takeover, which the European cricket guys are really looking forward to, definitely. I'm sure they are. And Ryanair are looking forward to it as well. Yeah, I think, you know, flights and uh, hotels are already starting to become a premium in Benamaldina for that week uh, with Wimbledon. Is that how you pronounce that? I've never, I've never, I've, I've never even thought about how to pronounce it's that, but I've never pronounced stab. it like that. It's right. my first stab of Benamaldina and... Yeah, my mate Vinny Sandy will, I'm sure, tell me if I'm wrong uh, right. when they're listening to this. Shall we get into our pod with Ben and have a listen about the Cheshire League Absolutely. and look back on Absolutely. what yeah. was actually quite a thrilling end to the season in Cheshire, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, it was a really, really, really tight finish. It went all ways. So, yeah, you'll hear, hear it all with Ben very shortly. Definitely. And as, as the title of this pod is, it really is the closest league in the whole of the country. Hope everyone enjoys this one. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Right. Hi, everyone. Welcome. Today with us, we've got joining us from Grappinall Cricket Club is Ben Boda. How are we doing, Ben? Morning, Ian. How are you doing, guys? Yeah, good, all well here. Good to see you, uh, Are we pronouncing your surname correctly as well, Ben? Yeah, you are. Boda. Silent, silent W look, in there. Look at I, that. Good effort. I, that makes a change for me and Hugh to pronounce something well, correctly. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. Absolutely. And joining us, as you can tell, once again, is the statistician of all statisticians. It's Mr. Uh, Hugh, no. Mr. Hugh New- New- Newsome. How are you doing, mate? Uh, they play cricket hacker, I think, is probably more relevant. <laughs> On that note, the reason for this this uh, call is to talk about uh, one of the leagues, and that is the Premier League in Cheshire. Uh, it, it's been a fascinating season in Cheshire. There's no two ways about it, with some incredible sort of last day scenarios going on as well. And at the top of the league, Alderley Edge won the league by one point on the final day. And we might come to the story of how they won that later on, because it was really, really interesting. Didsbury came second, Hyde came third. And at the bottom, we've got Brooklands and Cheadle both got relegated. Fourth from bottom, and that's why he's here, is Ben Boda from Grappinall, who escaped on the final day of the season in a, in a tussle with Alderley Edge you won it so the great end of the season for you guys let's go back to the very sort of core of the season for you Ben apart from you guys being fourth from bottom was there any other notable surprises uh, from clubs or players that you saw throughout the year yeah well um, we'd come up from Division 1 previous year and we'd come in we'd come second in Division 1 Cheadle had won it and so I guess we were the two we were the two newcomers and both of us were sort of fighting it 
at the bottom end all season. Probably two of the clubs that were just head and shoulders above the rest was uh, Oldley and, and, and Didsbury. Oldley probably had the best batting lineup and, and Didsbury the best bowling lineup. And then after that, everyone was really bunched up together. And then, yeah, probably halfway through the season, there was uh, two or three clear at the top and, and a couple cut adrift at the bottom. And coming into the final sort of five, six games after the rain through July, pretty, pretty unusual season that everyone at the bottom just kept beating everyone through the middle and the top. And that was probably the surprise of the season. I think you needed about 250 odd points to, to stay up, which in the previous years you'd have come, come mid-table with that wow yeah I mean just looking at the you've got the top two Oldley on 379 Didsbury one point back 378 Hyde then 50 odd points behind 329 and then your bottom clubs Brooklyn's 222 going down at the bottom 234 Cheadle and then Toff then up on 245 so statistically the closest league in the country in terms of top to bottom uh, the, the number of the average gap between the bottom and the top you know rain and things has affected that through the summer with points being split but it's uh, yeah, it's proved that to be an exceptionally close league I think it sums up what happened at your place on the last day of the season there did it in terms of closeness so Alderley Edge went into the final day of the season needing was it five points to, to win the league? Yeah they needed five relegation was in our in our hands in that if we won we would stay up I think we were 10th but Cheadle below us had sort of probably won three or four on the spin so we we're pretty certain they'd win it they were playing yeah. at home against Oxford and then Toft were playing playing Witness and we kind of thought right both of those teams probably going to win so we needed to get 25 points then you always try and think should you bat first and should you bowl first and then it's yeah. we play win-lose draw format so you always need 10 wickets if, if you bat first yeah. to 25 and then yeah really really tight tight game Didsbury won their match at 1 o'clock bolts them out for 50 so <laughs> Oldley Edge were kind of under pressure there and they got I think they needed 130 for the for the fifth batting point which would get them the win and they scraped a 145 or so and, and celebrated the, the trophy at our place they celebrated winning the trophy at your place uh, I think I've looked earlier they were 76 for 6 in a bit of trouble to be frank uh, but then Chris Sanders got them up to 135 they'd won the league then and lost the last four wickets for 15 runs it, yeah, without putting words into your mouth basically once they got to that point they didn't give a monkeys yeah something, something like that. I think I think the mode <laughs> of dismissal being stumped or caught long on um, right <laughs> off, off our spinners I, I'm, I'm just thinking Hugh and I, I'm a bit older than you two but can you imagine what that would have been like 20 years ago without playing cricket I don't know no I can't imagine a world of that cricket you know it's like it does a tree fall in the woods if, if you know if a match is non-play cricket did it actually happen exactly <laughs> you know 20 years ago there'd be phone calls left right and centre You'd they'd have probably sent a spy down to the ground to find out what was cracking off whereas now everyone's just yeah. sat there look at the phone going we're done thank you very much lads yeah 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 no it's great I mean especially with video streams and things like that you know it's brilliant on these close days when you can if you know especially if the game's finished you can all pile on and watch the you know yeah. your rivals and how they're getting on definitely hey let's look at some of the stats from the season Hugh what, let's have a start with the batters yeah so I've just been looking at Division 2 there we go jumping Division 1 so top 2 as Ben said Sam Perry and uh, Ben Cola Cadmore it's a very familiar name top 2 8-5-9 and 7-5-1 runs at uh, 53 and 41 so those are the top 2 two batters in the league and then Brooklyn's with a pair of top run scorers which is very interesting considering they went down so they must have yeah. been uh, didn't have a lot of a supporting cast there Kevin Carroll Todd Woodlands both over uh, well both, both 700 and 678 runs uh, high 30s and then yeah down to Luke Young at Hyde 600 169 and Andre Yaksender, which is a cracking second name. <laughs> I mean, brilliant name of the year for me. 651 at 38. So there's some uh, plenty of runs, plenty of runs about. I mean, how did the wickets play, Ben? Were they, uh, you know, obviously with the weather being what it was, were they uh, still decent wickets through the season? The grounds been doing good jobs or were they hard to play? No, pretty good wickets throughout. I think definitely compared to the previous year, low, lower scoring, um, more, more rain, games rained off and, and obviously more sort of wetter wickets than there would have been in the, in the previous year like um but and you see that from the from the tallies at maybe one one player above 800 but 
you see there with mm. I think the top two lads are both from from the same club as well, Oldley. So yeah. you know it's quite funny there. They won the league with the top two, and then Brooklyn's had the next two. But so yeah. it's very interesting there. It shows you it shows you, you need depth. Don't you? I mean that's that's the thing. You can't rely on one or two guys. It's that that depth is everything. But again, it, in such a close league, it's one or two results going Brooklyn's way, and and they're mid table. You know, it's it's as simple as that. So um, you can't sort of blame the rest of the supporting cast. That I think it's just been a particularly difficult season for everybody, and and, and a brilliant season for anybody watching from afar. And hopefully now you've come out of it and a bit more relaxed. You've you've thoroughly enjoyed it as well yeah it's always easy to look back on fondly and the run chases that we messed up you kind of look back on and laugh you know how do we sort of how do how do we manage that um but yeah i mean pretty tense needing to beat the, the champions basically to, to stay up pretty pretty tough yeah. for us. <laughs> what, what was the biggest muck up you had with a run chase i think penultimate game against nantwich we they were sort of mid-table nothing yeah. to play for they might have made about about 200 probably about par mm-hmm. we were about 160 for four or 150 for four i went in and got out which started the the collapse we, we, we had a run out of, of the set batsman and then we kind of just folded from there and then we went again and, and got really close and then i think we lost by about 10 just the way the points work if you're losing that scenario you just yeah. you don't come away with anything so it's kind of 25 or nothing so that, that was that was probably the worst one what's the changing room like after that you know is it a, a negative changing room are you all getting grumpy or are you quite positive and you know go again sort of thing what's What's the reality of it? Not not that not, one. Not that, that one in particular was uh, was actually more relaxed than, than most. Uh, Eddie, one of our players, had a bit of a squared up to one of their lads, and we were all still laughing about about that. And then I think with it being one game to go, still in our control, there's all you can do really there is go right, win next week. We're, you know, we're at home as well in the last game. You know, win and win, we're, win and we're safe. So against against the top club, yeah, who, who only needed club, five yeah. points to win the championship, but, yeah, uh, yeah. but we're relaxed. <laughs> it's fine, no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we're one of those teams. Our home form was brilliant. Our away form was 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 not so good. So we oh probably, right, bad travellers. I think so, yeah. I'm, I'm sure you can dig up some stats, but I think of our seven wins, maybe five of them would have been at home. And we had the rained off games at home as well. So we, we won the majority of the home ones. I do tend to do my end of season homesick awards. I haven't done that, but that's player based. The biggest discrepancy between the home and away runs. Um, yeah. So I'll have a look at that and uh, I'll see if I can uh, pick some of you guys out. Uh, just, just moving on to the wickets then. Steve Green, who's top of lots of charts, uh, yeah. 60 yeah. wickets for Disbury at 11. I mean, that's pretty good. Jordan Collier, Oxton, 54 at 15. And then Tom McCurry at Grappen Hall. Mm. A terrific season for you guys coming over from New Zealand. 52 wickets at 17.5, which is, you know, and runs as well, which we'll come on to. Yeah. Jack Williams, Chester Broughton Hall, 47 at 19. And, and Ash Davis at Neston, at 46 at 17. And just one jump down. AJ Hart didn't play as many games, I don't think, but or didn't certainly bowl as many overs, but 43 wickets at uh, 14. So that's another from Brooklyn's there. So <laughs> Brooklyn's, poor old Brooklyn's. Uh, yeah. some quality uh, run scorers and quality bowling then uh, they've gone down so hopefully in- for them they'll, they'll in jump that straight top back up five you interested in the top five correct me if I'm wrong no elderly edge bowlers no no I'm, I was looking at that earlier um elderly edge where's your first one I think he's about there we are, 18th Richard Wilkinson wow. um 33 wickets at 17 so yeah yeah James Taylor I, as well maybe so if I missed that one out he didn't he might have been mid 30s yeah he might he's on page two I think so yeah does it all doesn't it but elderly edge there yeah, for yeah. uh, Ben just super, super strong with their batting. Yeah. Yeah. James Naylor, 36. Sorry, I've missed him there. James Naylor, 36 wickets at 20. Yeah. So, yeah. It's um, they're very much is that is that is their wicket you know more of a road is a harder place to bowl on or is it? Yeah, I'd say always a good wicket at Oldley Edge. They help, they play a lot of uh, minor county games there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, good track. I mean, I mean, when you're opening bats at the top, 
one and two run scorers in the league you're always chasing I think until we sort of bowled them out on the last day I think they'd had two or three 270 plus run chases in a, in a row with yeah. Perry or Cole Cadmore or both getting getting runs so yeah and also they probably had the most balanced attack in, in you probably had five lads in right. took 25 or more wickets you, okay. yeah yeah left arm spinners very good bowler as well and the couple of seamers that they wouldn't you know they would bowl 10 overs a game rather than you sort of three bowlers one 17 yeah yeah, yeah. whereas yeah. some of the other clubs have got these superstars who've taken 40 50 wickets and then nothing behind them basically yeah, yeah. exactly yeah yeah that's it Definitely. What about the overseas guys in your league? Who stood out for you this season? Guy Didsbury, who unfortunately had to go home for uh, personal reasons with about uh-huh. he'll be able to see because he might have only played Ed Newman here. He only played maybe 14 games and he was top of the run scorers when he left and he still finished top 10 and he left He left in mid early August, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Left, yeah left, uh, 622 uh, runs at 51. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. that's probably a, a league a league deciding... Uh, Mm. A departure there, unfortunately, for Disbury. Yeah, it would have been. He made he made a seventy odd the week before against us. He was, he was quality number number top order Aussie bat. Uh, Yak sender, you you pointed yeah. out before another Aussie, and then Tom Curry or Moxie's his nickname at our place. He uh, <laughs> it was a bit of a one man band. A couple of a couple of performances from him. So uh, yeah, probably 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 those guys. Just just remember, I mean, his, his batting didn't seem to fire until towards the end of the season and then all of a yeah. sudden he, he did a couple of terrific performances from him. Yeah, I, th- I think he said himself he might have been on about 100 runs at halfway and then and then he scored like almost 500 in the second half and, yeah. and he made every time he got runs we, we won the game typically in, in the second half because he got them quickly and very powerfully so um, yeah, his bowling was consistent throughout his batting came good in the second half. Yeah, I mean just uh, top two top two all-rounders <clears throat> Steve Green at Disbury 420 runs 60 wickets Tom McCreary 568 runs and 52 wickets. And then Luke Young at Hyde, 669 and 43 wickets. So, yeah, those two and, and Luke Young really standing out there. Some good numbers there for all-rounders, though, aren't they? Absolutely, yeah. yeah, De- Definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's always wonderful when you get a get an all-round, a, a overseas come in, you know, and perform like that. It, it's always a little bit of, not always a little bit, but it can be a bit of a lottery, you know, different conditions, different countries. So to come in and, and do so well is uh, terrific yeah. work. It's, it's the chairman who's normally the most happy when that happens, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I actually play. I played against uh, Tom back when I was over there last last winter. Secretly, I was probably quite pleased not to bring over a duffer. Um, <laughs> he, well, really he, he came on your recommendation. I, I played against him, and, and he he might have got sixty and, and three or four wickets. Uh-huh. And I went straight up to him in the bar and I said, "Mate, what, what are you doing?" Um, and he was considering. He wasn't. He was considering. So uh, fantastic and game, and that's how it worked out. Yeah. And have you got, have you guys got him again next season? I'm looking for some wood to touch. Fing, fingers crossed. Um, still TBC, but yeah, hope, hoping so. He, he's um, he's keen and he's been brilliant for us, so I'd hope so. And he's settled into the club, which is the mo- most important thing as well. Yeah, well, he, he loves the outdoors. So being in Cheshire, he, lo- he loves lake swimming and 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 okay, I'm and running. Yeah, quite quite an unusual combination. But uh, he was out every day on. Oh, they're Kiwis, man. They, they, I've got a Kiwi mate, and he does all sorts of stuff like that. It just they, just they just like being outdoors and running about, don't they? So yeah, That's it, yeah. River Mersey or River D? Did he get into either of them? He didn't. He just went to Pickmere Lake. It's a it's a lake okay. in yeah. Cheshire Village somewhere, and he just literally swam around that every day for six months. So, it's <laughs> <laughs> one way to spend your his yeah. winter. Our well, to be honest, our summers were no better than their bloody winter, is it? Down in yeah, New Zealand, yeah, to yeah. be frank. So, <laughs> what about the the young players in your league, Ben, and the emerging talents? Is that is there somebody who's made an impact in particular that you maybe didn't know before the start of the season? In terms of young players, well, I, d- I definitely knew him before the season because we signed him. But a guy called Arab Shetty. 
Join Grappenall, all-rounder, all spinner, top-order bat, brilliant, brilliant young player. Trialed at a number of county twos as well. I think yeah. he was at Lanks, and then he went to Yorkshire and played against Lanks for, in the in the twos, which was, which was interesting. So um, Arab, Arab, Arab was very promising. I'm trying, I'm trying to wrap my, wrap my brain elsewhere. It's a lot of very experienced sort of guys in their mid to late twenties, thirty odd that tend to do well in our in our leagues. Yeah, particularly yeah. With it being sort of league cricket, red ball, sort of a long time to bat and stuff. So. But yeah, he, he impressed me, certainly. Yeah, I, I mean, Arav, uh, 614 runs at 32 for you guys and 25 wickets at 19. And uh, he played minor counties as well, did he, off the top of my head? I don't think he... he, he I'm not sure if he did or not. He, he played... At, we, we didn't see him very much during the week because he was just playing for ca- county twos for one season or another. And he was uh-huh. making, a lot, making a lot of runs there as well. Brilliant. He was getting a permanent net during the week then. Yeah, yeah that was it. And, and he, he loves batting Arav. He, he won't mind me saying that. So he, he, was, he was loving playing. So let me yeah. ask you. Let me ask you. A Cheshire, question. I think he played Cheshire, possibly maybe last year. Yeah. Loaded question for you, Ben. You know, Arif scored a lot of runs, likes his batting. You know, you got the guys at the top of Cola Cadmore's lot of batting. It's win, lose, or draw cricket, though. Are you a fan or are you a win, win, lose fan? Interesting one. It, it gets debated every year, and then it never, nothing ever changes. The the guy that writes the newsletter always puts in an interesting stat of how few games actually end, end in a draw. I think it's comfortably under 10% of games. So most okay. games end in a result. I'd personally love to see a split format like you see in some of the Southern leagues where maybe yeah. half a season of the win-lose draw, maybe half of win-lose. Mm-hmm. Just I think the bowling restrictions of being temper bowler needing, say, five and, and a sixth bowler, I think yeah. creates a totally different dynamic for a captain. Absolutely. I think that's that's a really otherwise you know you just get most teams just bowl four bowlers really there's not much value in bowling five or six what what about in your guys leagues so is it win lose or win lose draw win lose down to div seven is yeah. it you yeah but I mean the thing is I think the argument no matter what you're playing people are arguing the other yeah <laughs> so you know I've heard arguments you know going against win lose you know and yeah it's, I think it's a very difficult one um, I don't think there's a necessarily a right answer I think uh, and it's quite interesting to see the different varieties around the country I'm a big believer in very simple ways of doing things which is everyone should be playing the same because then then we could compare properly then you know if someone's looking for a player to come from the Surrey Championship up to the north well if he's only played X type of cricket versus going to that type of cricket it is difficult to compare I look at what we play at international level and you know we play test match ODI T20 end of done so to me the Prem should be all the equivalent of an ODI you know, 50 overs, either side, win, lose, full stop, end of story. And if they could make it that simple, great. Um, but we know that every league, I mean, some of the point systems around the country are just bloody unbelievable, to say the yeah, least. Yeah, yeah. Um, we can never compare like for like. It's yeah. physically impossible. But each to their own, as we say. So, hey, look, we're coming towards the end of our chat about the Prem in Cheshire, Ben, but we need to look forward as well. Now, you've got a couple of clubs coming up, and you guys had, shall we say, a... Um, a season you don't want to remember, but hey, you stayed up and you, you're back there. What are the key takeaways from this year for you, and what are you looking forward to with those clubs coming up next year? Yeah, well, we've 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 come up, and probably the biggest learning was what we did in in, in Division One. Some of it to, to go up, some of it works, but also also some of it doesn't work. I think in the Prem, you find that most teams have probably got a, a top six or seven that are all capable of scoring runs, whereas in Division One, it was probably only only one or two guys. So the depth okay. of the teams is. Is probably the biggest difference, uh, and then teams are just very well organised as well in in the, in the field. They're not carrying fielders. They're not making obvious tactical errors or anything anything like that. They've all got yeah. very good spinners. The stats that Hugh just read out, most of those leading wicket takers are left arm spinners or, or, or good good finger spinners. So a di- you know, a different challenge. Yeah, Bowden have come up from Division yeah. One. They're they're one of the closest teams to us, so it's an yeah, e- yeah. easy away date. That's a proper derby for you guys. Yeah, it well, is. I picked, I picked out Xander Selby. 
just have a look at Bowden. Is he Bowden, young lad, Lancashire Academy, 43 wicket. I think, I think he's Bowden and not uh, Timperley. Yeah, have you come across him? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, he was on the move actually last last year. So um, his name got mentioned. I think he was from the Huddersfield League actually, from Delft. Yeah. Um, yeah. A couple of, I think they've got uh, Glenn Chappell's son plays there. Oh, is yeah. it Joe, Joe Chappell? Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. 38 wickets. Left arm um, team. I think he might have averaged under 10 last year for them wow. so 9.21 I think there you go so yeah good they've got a good young side and then simply simply have always been a prem, prem club since I've, I've played senior cricket they just went down and then yeah. come back up yeah uh, they, I mean just looking at their stats they looked a little bit reliant on their overseas Cadence Cooper is a Tasmanian mm-hmm. leg spinner uh, 450 runs and 46 wickets so they'll do well to re-sign him but I think they could do with a bit more depth looking at yeah, their performances this year. Yeah, he was probably the standout or one of the standouts in in Division One with with, with those numbers. Um, mm. Looks really good overseas for them. And without obviously letting us into the the secrets of what you guys are going to be doing over the winter, you've talked about depth. Is that something that Grappin all will be looking to extend a little bit over the winter? You've done what I call a West Brom. You've got up there and just stayed up, haven't you? Yeah, but you now just want to bit make it a bit easier next time around. I think so, yeah. I think for us, definitely adding a couple more players into the sort of the first team squad or, or group, mm-hmm. like in case you know you're covering injuries or unavailability, and and we've got a bit more bit more quality. Obviously, you want to retain retain the group. Ideally, bring back McCrory that so much sort of rested on his shoulder, his big six foot seven shoulders last year. And then yeah, we've we've lost uh, Eddie Barnes. He's he's our one of the seamers. He's he's moving back to uh, back to Yorkshire. So okay. uh, so he's gone. So potentially there's a, there's a gap there for either you know, probably one of the younger lads to, to come in and and mm-hmm. fill his shoes. And has the rumor mill started then around the Cheshire League generally? Yeah, there's always uh, there's not there's not a Twitter account. There's there's like Liverpool. Uh, you haven't Lancashire. got a Twitter. Oh, we'll start that one, Hugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cheshire, Cheshire cricket rumours. They, they used to be one. I, I find them really funny. The Lancashire League rumours. Ramsbottom seems to be whoever they are seems to be signing X Y Z. A bit of a merry go round, isn't there, in some of those leagues of players? Yeah, it's. I, I always find it fascinating how quick clubs are putting their hand up to say, and he's staying with us I, <laughs> to make sure that, that doesn't mean anything at the end of the day, does it? No, most of our our players leave us in February or March. So yeah, hey, it's been great talking to you, Ben. And you know, we want to keep keep in touch for next season. Obviously, we want to be able to have a, a club in every league that we can turn on and say, look, let's have a chat each week. Um, hopefully, next year is not as difficult as it has been for you. But also, I think the weather pay- did make a big difference in, the, in July in particular, didn't it? So, thanks for your time, and uh, look forward to catching up again. Cheers, guys. Yeah, pleasure being on. Cheers, Ben. Thanks. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for listening to the Premier League Cricket Show. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on future episodes and stay updated on all the latest news, views and discussions from around the Cricket Premier Leagues. And be sure to follow us on X, formerly known as Twitter, and Instagram at TPL Cricket Show on both. Join the conversation, share your thoughts and connect with us and your fellow Premier League cricket fans. And hey, if you enjoyed the show, why not show us some love Leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast platform as it helps other potential listeners to find us when they're searching for cricketing podcasts. Thanks again for being part of the Premier League Cricket Show family and until next time, have a good one. Sports Social Podcast Network.